Hello, my name is John Tonsi, and welcome to the Connect Podcast with Indianola First Assembly. And I'm Joel Simpson, and our goal is to build community and relationships through sharing life experiences and God stories to inspire and connect with each other on a deeper level. This is one of our early episodes, and early in our journey, we didn't have the equipment that we have now, and we had a lot of learning we had to go through. We understand the audio quality isn't as good, so we just want to say thank you for your patience through these first few episodes. Today, we're going to be interviewing John Tonzi and getting his story and hearing a little bit about him and his family. All right, well, ask your questions, Joel. Let's, let's see what you got. So... Where do you currently live at, John? I just moved from Indianola, and now I live in Norwalk. And Is it in Norwalk? You know, it's really not in Norwalk. Um, I would still consider it Indianola, but I don't know. I don't. It's kind of a weird area. So tell me about your new place. It's it's really nice. It's uh. It's a nice home that we we purchased. We have 10 acres. Um, I'm most excited about the Morton building that we have and being able to fill that thing up with hopefully some woodworking tools and toys. So we just we just bought a four-wheeler and that's that's exciting. Yeah, so what what other kind of toys? What's next on the list? Honestly, the next thing on the list is probably a horse, <laughs> uh, which is not a toy for me. I do not like horses. I don't want one. I don't want to. I don't want to pay the bill. I don't want to feed another mouth. Yeah, the tough thing about horses, you got to feed them year round, whether you're doing anything with them or not. Right, and I just don't want to deal with it. And I'm afraid that if we get horses, I'm going to be cleaning up the stalls. Yeah, it's a pretty good possibility. Yeah. So, so who who is it that wants to get these horses? Uh, my wife, Elizabeth, wants horses. She's wanted them since she was little. So I'm trying to make that happen for her because I try to be a good husband. That's good. That's good. But uh, I'll just uh, I'll just smile and go with it. Yeah. So so tell me a little bit more about your family. So your wife, Elizabeth. and uh, My wife, Elizabeth, we have been married for just, just a little over 10 years now. Um, we have a... Yours, mine, and ours, children. Um, so we have we have four kids, four girls. Four girls. Four girls. And you're a little outnumbered, John. I am very outnumbered. Uh, we love all of our kids. They're great. They're amazing. Um, uh, most people wouldn't even know that I have stepchildren because of the relationship that we have. Um, it's it's great. That's awesome. So, tell me. I, I guess what did you do to really cultivate that relationship, um, you know, with with your with Elizabeth's kids? Honestly, I was just there for them all the time. Uh, we let them know up front, hey, you can you can call me whatever you want. You can call me Dad. You can call me John. You can just call me Hey, you. I'll you know. And I've just always made sure that if they've had a question or if. They've needed help with something. They know that they can count on me. I'll be there. I'll help them no matter what. Um, I let them know that I love them. I tease them a lot. Uh, yeah, I do too. My my personality <laughs> is more joking, and so we we joke around a lot. Which my oldest, she's 
24 now. Her and I had a great relationship growing up. Um, I was dad, you know, I was, it was her and I for a little while. Um, she always knew that she could count on me whenever she had a question. Uh, she, uh, oh, I, I just made sure that I told her that I loved her more than anything. Um, the next one, Chloe, sometimes she thinks I hate her, but I don't, I love her to death. Uh, I just like to tease her cause she's so gullible. She just, she's one of those people that you can just, you can find something to really get her goat. Like it's pretty simple. And, but I, I do make sure that I tell her that I love her and you know, that she knows that I'm just, I'm just teasing with her. Her and I also have some similar personality traits. So we do butt heads quite a bit, but it's, I still like to think that we have a pretty good relationship and she knows I'll, you know, I might tease her quite a bit, but at the end of the day, I make sure that I tell her like, whatever you have, whatever you have going on, you can talk to me about it. I, you know, we can, we can sit down and we can have a conversation and we can make sure that whatever problem that she's having, we'll work it out. Um, then my, my next one, Lydia, she's a character. She is the daredevil. She is comical. Um, she's someone that I can pick on and I can tease and she'll just laugh and, oh, dad, you know, one of those things. So it's, uh, she's got a pretty good personality. And then we have the youngest one, Isabel, who we're still trying to figure that one out. She's, she's adorable. She's cute. She gets away with everything because she is our youngest. Um, she's loving. She, uh, she can be the sweetest person when she's my sour patch kid. That's what <laughs> she can be so sweet, but every once in a while you got to get past the sourness of it. She, she'll come out with an attitude and you, you just take a deep breath and try to move on from it. Yeah. She can be a little fire, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> So, okay, so your oldest, your oldest is Alexis, right? Correct. Alexis, and then Chloe, Lydia. Yes. And um, so your oldest is 24. Chloe is... 16. Okay. Lydia is 13, and Isabel is 7. Okay. So it's a bit of an age range there. They, I'm not going to be done with kids for a long time. (laughs) Well, and your oldest just got married, right? Yep, she, uh, April, oh, I, I can't even remember the date now, like, the second week of April, I believe. Of last year? Yep, last year, she got, so she's, her one year anniversary is coming up soon. She's taking time off work, they're going on vacation for their one year. Uh, she works for me, so it's kind of weird giving her time off, (laughs) so she can go on a honeymoon. Yeah. Well, that's pretty awesome, though, that you get to work with your daughter every day. It is not something that I thought would happen. Um, But she, we hired her on to, well, to just kind of do small things around the store. Uh, Clean. That's all she wanted to do when she, when she first came on, she said, Dad, I'll work for you, but all I want to do is clean. I don't want to do anything else. And it took some persuasion, but I talked her into doing sales. 
and she's got a good personality for sales. She can connect with people. Um, she was afraid to do it, but she, um, she said, okay. And we, I just started working with her and she, what if I don't know, what if I don't know what to say? I was like, just follow me for a little bit, you know? And I was like, you're with sales. It doesn't matter what the product is. You're not selling a product. You're selling yourself. Just let the people get to know you. And if they ask you questions that you don't know, be honest with them. Tell them you don't know, but you'll find the answer and find the answer for them. And she's really gone with it. And it's, it's been great. She, she loves it. It's, she excels at it. We get so many compliments for her. Um, we get a ton of five-star reviews um, because the girl in the store, uh, she was so great. The you know, and it it's just something that we didn't know that it was going to happen. We didn't know that she was going to excel at that, and she really has. It's been awesome. Awesome, great, great advice too from from Dad. So, um, so tell us more about what you do. I own a scratch and dent appliance store. So I buy appliances from LG. Um, is who we go with. Uh, we get appliances from all over the country that have, they've been damaged in transit. Um, so they just, they'll come in, they've got some cosmetic damage to them. Some of them have mechanical issues. We test everything that we get in. And then, um, if it passes the test, we put it out on the floor and we sell it for a discount. So we make a little bit of money and people save a ton of money. Um, so how, how, how scratched and dented are these? I mean, you know, cause sometimes you, you hear scratch and dent and then, <coughs> I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it used to be, you know, like a 24 cubic inch uh, refrigerator and now it's only 20 cause it's like really dented. I mean like how scratch and dent? Well, that's not scratch and dented. That's compressed. That's com- <laughs> um, that's the compact version. That's the compact version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's for, if you have a really tight space, okay. <laughs> we can get it in there. Um, it just depends. I've got refrigerators that it looks like somebody took a ball peen hammer to it. <laughs> it was probably their last day and they were taking it out on a refrigerator and I ended up with it. <laughs> and then I have other ones that we look at and we don't even know why we have them <laughs> because there's nothing wrong with them. So it's just a... It's a pretty good range. Um, we give a big enough discount that if you need to buy a new door for it, you're still making a savings on it. And you still come out ahead. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say, so yeah, those ones that have like a ball pin hammer uh, all down the front, the door. I mean, do people come in? They're like, yeah, oh yeah, that's the fridge I want. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Uh, we still sell them. Like some of them might take a little bit longer. Um, some of them, if they sit for a very long time, I might switch the door on it just to help it move. Um, other ones, you know, if it's bad enough and we give a good enough discount, somebody's, well, I've got kids, they're going to destroy it anyways, or it's going in their garage or in their basement and they don't really care about it. So we're, we're still able to sell them. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So business is good. Business is good. It's got its ups and downs. Uh, being a business owner is, it's stressful. It's got, 
there's a lot more that I have to look out for. Um, I have more people that I'm looking out for. I'm not just feeding my family. I have employees that I'm feeding. Um, there's more, well, more government. So there's just a lot of things I have to, I have to watch. And it, I thought that going, being self-employed was going to be so great. I don't have anybody to answer to, but now I have to answer to myself. Yeah. And sometimes yourself is the biggest critic and it's the, you just kind of, you think through things or you think about something too much or you, um, things will really get to you or really bother you quickly. And your my stress level goes up and down. Um, but all in all, I love it. It's, it's great. Um, the last, well, the last year has been really good because it's been taken off enough that I've been able to hire people that now, if I want to take some time off, I can take some time off. If I don't feel like going into work today, I don't necessarily have to. I might have something here and there that I have to take care of. Um, but yeah, I can just decide I don't want to go to work today and make somebody else do it. Yeah, that's pretty great when you have a, when you have a good team and, and um, you can, can trust and count on. I will say the you know, just knowing you as I have, like you handle the stress pretty well. You seem like a pretty carefree guy. You're pretty easy going. So you don't, you don't wear it on your sleeve, so to say. I, um, I don't show it. I'm very good at hiding that part of it. Um, I, I like to smile. I like to joke around. Uh, typically if you see me, I, I've got a smile on my face. I'm, I'm pretty happy. Um, my wife knows my stress. She, uh, she luckily, I, I have a, I have an amazing wife, and I am able to talk to her about anything. And so, when the day is is rough, and I've got so much on my mind, she can usually tell that she can tell that something is eating at me, and um, she'll talk to me about it, or I'll I'll tell her what's going on just to get it off my chest. And one thing that God has done for me is um, if I rely on him and I I tell I give my problems to the Lord he handles it awesome um, but what John needs to learn is that I need to give all of my problems to the Lord <laughs> and stop trying to handle them myself because when I handle them myself I get my stress level goes up I get like horrible anxiety over it um, and Elizabeth will have to come in and say, well, did you pray about it? Did you tell God about it? And, no, but that's why she's there for me. That's awesome. That's awesome that you have that kind of relationship with her. And I can totally relate to that. I, it is so freeing when you can really, truly cast your cares onto him and just truly trust. You know, I know a really popular proverb, you know, three, five and six is trust in the Lord. With all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight, right? If you really read into that, it's like trust him in all your ways, you know, like and lean not on your own understanding. I, mean, I feel like that's that's always where I get myself in trouble, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, just a quick story for you here. Um, this year has been stressful. Um, we moved our... We moved our place of business. We moved it down the street just a few blocks. Um, but that move is expensive. 
and you don't realize how expensive it is to move a whole business two blocks. Um, but it, it took its toll on me. And then um, we did that in December of last year. And then in February, we moved our house. And that took its toll on me. Um, and not that we weren't excited to move. We were so excited to move because the the property that we got, the house that we got, is everything that we have been looking for. It's It has been our bucket list item since we got married. That's what we wanted. And we were finally able to get it. So, But it was moving the business, moving the house. Um, the, the appliance market has been difficult. It's usually difficult in the beginning of the year um, because tax season comes and that's when people buy appliances. So where we buy our appliances from, um, bigger companies come in and buy out the whole warehouse. Mm. And so then we're sitting there waiting for something to come available so we can get it in. Um, so it had been stressful. Um, just all these moves coming in, all, all this money going out, all these appliances are not coming in. Um, and I, uh, me and my anxiety and my, you know, John talks in his little head about this is going to fail. This is like, you're, you're juggling too much. You're doing this, you're doing that. It's going to, you're going to struggle with this or you and you know, money's not coming in the door is, you know, you just got all this stuff going on. You're going to have to let people go. You're going to have to do this. You're gonna have to do that. And how am I going to fix this? And which is my biggest hang up is I try to fix it myself. And so I was telling Elizabeth about it and Elizabeth, well, did you pray about it? No. <laughs> so I, I've been praying about it and praying about it. Um, I've got an app that I can watch all of my sales. Like if I'm not there, I can look at this app and I can see what sales are being made. Um, so I was out doing deliveries and I drive around and do all the deliveries. It had kind of, it had been really slow, um, at work. I was in the truck, pulled up this app and I saw that we were actually having a really good day at work. And I had been the night before I, I just, I just started praying. And so then I open up this app. I see that we're having a good day and man, God slapped me. <laughs> I, I started crying. I, I was just thanking God and I ended up having to pull the truck over. I was on the bypass. I had to pull over because I started crying, I couldn't see, and I started speaking in tongues. And I, I got to pull over, man. I can't drive <laughs> like this. And it took me about 10 minutes to recover. But, man, God is good. Amen. Amen. Oh, that's an awesome story, John. And just, it, yeah, how, how it is is when we really just seek Him and make Him the focus and how that, that changes everything. And so that's just, that's an incredible story. Incredible. Awesome to see um, so tell me a little bit about how long you've been going to Indianola first. How'd you get started going to church at Indianola first? So my grandpa is a minister and I grew up going to my grandpa's church. Um, I've been going there since I was a baby. And then, um, I met Elizabeth and Elizabeth and I 
um, we had a great, you know, we, we started building our relationship and, um, the church that I went to was a very small church. There's maybe 20 people in this church is a very small church, no kids program, nothing like that. Um, Elizabeth did not like that situation. She wanted the kids to be involved, um, which I, I totally understand. I get now. Uh, but we, when we got married, we moved to Ankeny when we got married and we started trying out churches around Ankeny and we were, we we're struggling to find a church because it's not what I was used to. It's not what she was used to. Um, and then we ended up moving to Indianola because that's where Elizabeth was from and Elizabeth grew up in Indianola first and so that's where she wanted to go and so I started going with her and I was like you know she was I I want us to go to church as a family I want and I'm like well yeah but I've been going to this church my whole life and now you want me to move churches and I didn't want to move to Indianola and now I got to go to the, a new church but we I started going and I was like, you'll get every other Sunday out of me. <laughs> so I would go to her church one Sunday and then I'd go to my church the next Sunday. And I was, that's a compromise, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so then we would, I would go back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Pastor Barry knew this and I think Pastor Barry just laughed about it. He would, he would tease me about it all the time, and oh, I know like you won't be here next Sunday, right? No, because he knew what I was doing, knew that I was having commitment issues. Um, and then uh, that that went on for years. I, we would go back and forth, or I would go back and forth, and then. So when you would go back to your grandfather's church, you would go by yourself, and Elizabeth and the kids would still go to Indianola first. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's so, an interesting situation. Um, yep. And then, and it would make it hard because my grandpa's church, um, it was, it was like a three hour service. Okay. So they would, they would sing for about an hour and then my grandpa would preach for about two hours. And, um, my, my grandpa has passed away now, uh, but he's amazing. Uh, he knew the Bible like the back of his hand. I mean, he could quote you any scripture and he, um, I just, he was someone that I always looked up to and I, you know, it was hard not going there because, you know, I wanted like the knowledge that he had. Yeah. And so sure. I wanted to be there and to be able to absorb that knowledge. But then I was also being torn because my wife and kids are going to a different church and having that you know, family going to church together and growing together that would eat at me too. And, um, then, so my grandpa's church has a lot of elder people in it and they, um, during winter church was basically closed down because mm -hmm. they didn't, you know, my grandpa didn't want somebody slipping and falling on the ice or getting sure. hurt. And, um, so it would shut down, um, and then I'd just start going to Daniel first every Sunday. And then it just ended up, that's where I ended up going. And so 
I don't I don't remember when it happened, but at some point it happened, and I just started coming every Sunday. Um, and again, my commitment issues. It took me a long time. I finally this year became a member of Immunola First. So it took me ten years to commit. <laughs> Uh, but you did it though. You did it. I did it. I took longer to commit to going to a church than I took to marry my wife. I, or to, I married Elizabeth. I knew I wanted to marry her within three months. I asked her to marry me. We got married within 10 months. Wow. Uh, but, but committing to the church that, that took me a little bit longer. So so I guess um, last question. Uh, tell us, tell us how. Obviously, Elizabeth has has been a huge, huge part of your life. And so, tell us a little bit about how you met. You gave us just a little bit of a brief timeline, but how did you guys meet? And then, kind of, yeah, how did that that three months of dating into straight into an engagement? How did how that all go? And so, Elizabeth and I have both been married previously. Uh, we both had bad relationships. We went through horrible divorces. And I think like what really helped it is that both of us were kind of at a point in our life that we knew what we wanted and we knew what we wouldn't put up with. So I think that that kind of helped um, because we were just real with each other the whole time. We were honest with each other. Um, but how we met, I crashed a wedding. I... My just brother, random person, random person, or did he, any connections at all? You just found out this was going on and showed up. My brother was going to the wedding. Okay, okay. Um, his uh, his ex wife, him him and her were going to the wedding together. I was joking with my brother, and I was like, "I'm coming with you. I got nothing to do." Or was like, "Come on, let's go. It'll be fun." And I was, "No, I'm not. I'm not doing that." And then his ex-wife calls and was like, come with us. You'll have a good time. Come with us. It'll be okay. Um, Little did you know that was going to change your whole it life. It changed my whole <laughs> life, Joel. So I decided to go. Uh, did you send her a thank you card after that? I did not. <laughs> I didn't. I should. I I, um, I walked into the church and I saw this cute like blonde haired girl sitting at this table. The light, the sunlight was shining in through a window, just directly on her, just lighting her up. And I, I saw her and I, I am going to talk to that lady. <laughs> and I tried to talk to her the whole time and she wouldn't have anything to do with me. She was nice about it. Like I would ask her questions. I would get, yeah, just brief little answer. You know, she was, she was definitely not looking at me the way I was looking at her. I, it, it was not love at first sight for her. Okay. So I kept trying to talk to her. Um, she was doing her best to ignore me, but sometimes I can't be ignored. So she left the church and I walked out behind her. She says that I ran behind her following her. I did not run behind her. Are you stalking her? I did not stalk her. <laughs> I walked out behind her and I went and I started talking to her outside. And I was like, hey, I, I would like to get to know you. I gave her my phone number. I said, we can go out to dinner as friends. And she said, I have two kids. You don't want anything to do with me. And I was like, you having kids doesn't bother me. We'll go to dinner. We'll talk. We'll just be friends. 
And a week went by, I didn't hear anything from her. And I was like, well, that's that's that. So my my brother's ex-wife called me and was like, did you hear from the girl? And I was like, nope, she hasn't, she hasn't talked to me at all. And she's like, well, I know her, I'll give her a call <laughs> and I'll see if I can get her phone number for you. So she called and got her phone number for me, made sure it was okay for me to have her phone number. And then I called her and the first conversation I had with her lasted two minutes. And it was a, hey, how are you? You know, it was nice meeting you. Uh, just a few little pleasantries. And then it was, hey, my youngest is flooding the sink in the bathroom. I've got to let you go. My <laughs> life is crazy. This is what's going on. <laughs> and so she hung up and then she sent me a text message. And she was like, this is why you don't want anything to do with me. I can't commit to anything. Like, my life is crazy. And so we just started texting each other. Um we we'd spend hours just texting each other. We probably text each other for a, a week before she finally decided to go on a first date with me. She ran a background check. Um, you were all in. You were- I I <laughs> she told me that she wanted my first and last name and my middle name and she wanted all this. I gave her all my information. I said, "Here, you can look me up." <laughs> and I had some speeding tickets, but she looked it up and then luckily for me, she has an amazing mother Mm -hmm. and her mother was give him a try. You never know. You can't, you know, you can't just judge him. You gotta, you know, get to know him. And so her, her mom telling her that like she decided to go on a date with me. We had an amazing first date. Uh, I took her to an Italian restaurant. That yeah. imagine that. Which yep. which one did you? Baratas. We went to Baratas. Okay. <laughs> uh, we loved Baratas. Um, and then we went to uh, the Civic Center to see a play. We saw Memphis, and she liked that. It was a it was a good play. Um, and then yeah, we were just we would text each other nonstop, and it was like three days later we went on a second date, and then a third date and then we were just inseparable after that. I you know, I would come over after work and hang out with her. Um she'd have to go to work late at night and uh she went to work, she cleaned the Mercy Clinic in Indianola and so it would be late at night and I'd go with her and I'd vacuum the whole Mercy Clinic after I'd been working all day, I would go there and vacuum all night long so that I could hang out with her. Crazy things for love, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> and so after three months, I, well, I mean, I knew I wanted to marry her. She, she was pretty amazing. And then we, I asked her to marry me. She, she said yes. Um, we planned this elaborate wedding and then we couldn't wait. We went, we ended up going to uh, uh, the courthouse and getting married. Um, a lot that pushed that was uh, uh, her mom got sick and her mom needed a kidney transplant and Elizabeth gave her a kidney. Oh, wow. Um, just, yeah. And so we 
we decided to go ahead and get married. Um, that way after that she could come and stay with me and, you know, I could take care of her and I could take care of the kids while she was in the hospital. Um, that's, that's my wife. You know, she, she has a big heart. She, she's pretty great. She, I, I don't deserve her. I'll tell you that God definitely helped us out. That's for sure. That's that's a, well, um, so I, I do have one, one more question. So it sounds like, I guess my question is how often do you send your mother-in-law flowers? Because it sounds like she was the key ingredient there for you even getting a foot in the door. <laughs> my mother-in-law, uh, she, unfortunately she passed away last year. Mm. Um, she she had a lot of health problems, uh, but man, my mother-in-law was amazing. Uh, her and I we had a great relationship. I um, I would do anything for her. I you know whatever she called and asked for, I would help her out with. Um, but I teased I teased her all the time. She would come in the door and oh, what are you doing here? And I would. <laughs> Uh, her, her husband, Lonnie would come and pick her up. And, oh, thank you, Lord. Thanks for bringing Lon- Lonnie. Get her out of here. <laughs> and she would just laugh. She thought it was hilarious. Um, she knew how much I loved her. I, you know, I, I would tell her that, you know, I, I like to tease her a lot, but I would just, you know, every once in a while you got to stop and tell them how much they mean to you. And I, you know, I let her know that I loved her so much. Um, it was hard, like, when she passed away. She, I mean, she was like my mom. She, I mean, she, she was great. Uh, great sense of humor. Uh, yeah, we, we got along so well. She, she loved me. She would tell Elizabeth how much she loved me. And I was her favorite. Uh, my brother-in-law likes to think that he was, but he wasn't. <laughs> he, she's just known him longer, but <laughs> I was the favorite. So, oh, that's that's pretty incredible, and uh, you know, just shows how important those family relations are. You know, absolutely. Just, uh, how that plays, Grandpa. Amazing, amazing story. So, thank you for for sharing and uh, yeah, telling us the life of John Thompson. Thank you.